0: what's happening folks i am alicia henley aka the smooth factor welcome to my crash pad this is a podcast for technologists creatives and my techie tribe on it we'll be going behind the scenes and looking at some of the latest technologies that drives incredible experiences and of course we'll have open discussion on the challenges success and the designs of these spaces so without further ado let's hop into this week's episode Businesses across the globe are looking for new ways to stay fresh, relevant, and cool, including banks. The Washington Federal Bank, known as Wafed, knew they needed to revamp their headquarters beyond its physical space. New Reach is a digital design agency who was brought on to consult and help implement a digital first strategy that was woven with technology, branding, and content creation. Today, I have my friends Roger Starkweather, founder of New Reach, and brand strategist Stephen Picanza hanging out with me in my crash pad to tell us all about what went into this banking experience that they've created at the Wafed headquarters in downtown Seattle. Roger, Stephen, I am so excited to have y'all here in my crash pad. Because as you know, we are all friends. We've been out on the best of dance floors, sweating and enjoying life with the best of them. So thank you for joining me on my podcast. This means so much to me, guys.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks for inviting us to the crash pad.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I got to have my friends come crash with me. That's, that's the whole point of this. And talk about the cool, the cool work and the cool projects that are being, you know, being done across the globe. Now everybody's going to listen to this episode and be like, Alicia, why were you talking about a bank? But listen, guys, listen, this is not your ordinary bank that you walk into, you know, and there's just nothing there. You just go and get your money and that's all you're concerned with. This space looks very unique. It looks like a place that I would actually sit down and be comfortable, not be upset. You know, usually when you go, if I go into a bank, it's usually because I'm a upset at something. I need to talk to somebody. Somebody somewhere has messed up, right? <laughs> but this space looks very welcoming, even opposed to like, if you're, you know, going in there to handle a problem, get some money out or whatever the case might be. So Roger, let's, let's start with you because I always assume everybody has seen this picture that I've seen or the videos that I've seen, but let's start with um, diving a little bit into the backstory of mm-hmm. how you and your team Mm-hmm. Um, came to work with the Washington, uh, bank and, and what, what all that entailed.
1: You, you, you bet, you bet. <clears throat> so it really started with, um, the architect MG two. So, uh, MG two, uh, was commissioned to redesign their Washington federal's downtown corner headquarters at the time it was dark. It was dingy built in 1984. It just didn't have a whole lot of love, didn't have a whole lot of life. So the architects kind of worked its magic, and really, what happened in in, in the space evolving into what you see it today is that um, they were able to anchor Starbucks in the original corner, right? The, so they have a Starbucks cafe, uh, one of their mid tier roasteries, um, in the corner where the bank used to be, and then they took over the other side of the bank, which used to be just dead space. So then now there's this open shared space, and so huh. having that element of 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 uh, design really asked for technology to be, you know, woven in somewhere, they didn't know where to go. So us having a great relationship with MT2. They were just asking uh, uh, our group to come in as consultants and just kind Mm -hmm. of start working with the client. So literally, it was a handoff from here's a conception. And by the way, here's some people who can actually get it done.
0: Right. From idea to actually implementing it. And that's where you guys came in
1: and we were originally just brought in as kind of a baby step to do what we called a digital needs assessment, right? You kind of look mm-hmm. at the landscape, you kind of check things out, and we in working with the floor plan that the architect had laid out, we started having a voice saying, okay, opportunity here, opportunity here, maybe here. So then we started layering in just like you would napkin sketches, bubbles of saying, okay, what about this area? What about this could be used for the, this type of application, yada, yada. <clears throat> but of course, all of that has to kind of be ironed out into right. theoretical relative, like, can you actually get it done? And what's the budget? And, you know, what's going to happen there? So we really, really were hired as A-B specialists. So nice. if, if, if if we were going to design something in this one space, what were those components? What, what was that budget? You know, and then they paid us to actually put all this out to bid. So again, acting as their representatives, once everybody kind of had a firm framework of where technology could live in this space, Mm -hmm. we were, you know, we kept on this kind of little pathway of partnership with the bank. Nice partnership, collaboration. That's the way it all started out in this early, you know, hey, is this possible? Does this make sense? And we did tons of walkthroughs with the client at the site when it was not even uh, when, when when it was the old uh, site, right? Not a brick was turned. It was still the old dingy kind of dark bank that they had lived with for years. Um, and after we kind of then footprinted out some things, we were able to feed that back to the architects. They put it in their drawings. And so then having one client approve everything, then we could actually then go out to bed and make those things happen. But again, I think the interesting thing on this whole backstory was even as an agency an av agency that we are we knew content had to come at some point but the client was not ready they couldn't even understand what they were buying on these big screens that we had said this would be cool right so they couldn't get their head around content or concepts back in the day when all they were concerned about how much is this thing going to cost
0: right right Okay, so you were you were there to really spec it all. And that's an important piece because not too many A V people understand branding content. And Steven and I have this conversation a lot. So when you can bring all of that to the table um, and be a huge like value add from every aspect, oh you're you're already headed the curve there. <laughs> hmm. So they have this huge open space. We got Starbucks involved, it's pretty much an open concept. Um, what technology is integrated into the space? let's let's just start there. Um, when I saw it, I saw a big, beautiful screen. So yeah. what do we have in, What do we have in place?
1: <laughs> well, so Stephen and team and all of us together at the time of concept, really started thinking about the two years down the road mark. What does it look like later? And working right. backwards, mm-hmm. we decided to create three different zones. So we have a main entry zone. Uh, we've got a, a, a customer concierge in the bank zone. And then we've got this special zone, which was this this corner piece of glass on where passerbys would you know, have a moment of attraction. So we have three different zones. And within those three zones, we filled the space in an appropriate scale. So in the main entry, large flanking, 14-foot glass double doors – presented an atrium effect and so we decided to flank each side of the atrium entry with um uh, leds or lcds excuse me um from planar Uh, and and we decided to to use that matrix you know the the the, uh, planar matrix uh, series and fill up both walls so we have now two flanking seven by 13 foot video walls as you just come in the, in the entrance. And of course that is seen from so many different perspectives, given it's on the corner of fifth and Pike in downtown Seattle.
0: Okay. So, and that's considered zone one, that, that was that, that focal that, entry point.
2: You bet mm-hmm. the entryway.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll get into what we,
1: we like to give things names. So we'll, we'll just call it main entry right now, but we have another name for it. Um, and then li- the second one was the, uh, 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 the customer awareness. Wall the, the concierge wall right zone two, and so zone two was us was a uh, another four by four or a two by two array of of the matrix, um, that really spoke to people who were there to do banking, right? Okay. And the content on the on zone one main entry um, was just theater, right? It's not. It has a little bit of branding, but it's mostly uh, as the client said, we're not Vegas, but we want to be cool. So we, had, <laughs> right. so we had to come you gotta up with
0: got to be attractive in some form of right. fashion. But we're not Vegas.
1: <laughs> we're so not Vegas. <laughs> we're not Vegas. And then, Not that much. Yeah. And then on Zone 3, um, we used a product from Clear LED, which was a transparent LED mesh that we wrapped the corner of the glass that created a security curtain for people using the ATMs. It's an ATM corner. and But also allowed light in the ATM vestibule as you're in there you know, actually getting cash and looking back through the city. So you can see through the city, but it has some this innovative kind of like cool element of, you know, coolness. So those are the cool three
0: elements of coolness. I love that, that I'm, I'm definitely going to tweet that cool element of coolness. Cause that's what, <laughs> that's what every installation needs, right? That, that coolness, that is what it's about because that's what attracts customers no matter what vertical, right? Hmm. I know I'm going to choose a, a bank that looks cool, because I feel like they're up to date. They they get me right. They get what I'm looking for. They're matching my vibe. So that is a huge point, even though um, it kind of strays away from what we were talking about. But that is a huge point. You have to have something that's cool and intriguing to get people in there and actually have a pleasant experience. When they're dealing with baking because, like I said, when you think of baking, I don't typically think of a pleasant experience mm-hmm. <laughs> like nine, right. nine times right. out of ten. So, if you could be in this space and be engaged and also enjoy your surroundings, that is a whole level of, ex- of experience on its own that you mm-hmm. guys have created, which is outside of the normal in this vertical. Mm-hmm. So, I'm at the ATM, I've got you have the clear LED mesh, and you can actually see through it, but it's also providing. Some security. type of security yep. as well. Yeah. And is there anything like with the mesh, is there anything being um, shown on shown on that? Or yep. is it just yep. for-
1: no, no, absolutely. On the visible side out from the street, obviously, um, we decided to call this Walt's Corner. Walt is their mascot. He is this big green um, sa- safety security box with legs and arms and a hat, right? He's this live animated, you know, thing called Walt. So we decided to call this an homage to Walt's corner and Walt dances on this screen. He kicks soccer balls cause they're affiliated with the uh, Seattle Sounders, right, I saw that. The, F, right. the football club here. Um, so we made all the content on the ATM corner, just fun, interesting,
2: animated, you know, 24, seven hours, open day and night. Part wayfinding where there's mm-hmm. direction to, you know, yeah. go around the corner. So we really wanted, like Roger was saying, I mean, Walt has a personality. And, and what other bank do you know that actually has a mascot that is as cool as Walt? I mean, Walt plays hockey, he plays soccer, he's he really is is synonymous with the brand in the Pacific Northwest. And we wanted to 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 to, to pay homage to that um by giving Walt this space. And the client loved it because so much of their advertising and their content that they're just putting out from a brand itself is based on Walt. And and how do you make him really like, again, synonymous with the brand? So this is where we gave him his own little, his own little corner.
0: Gotcha. And this is, this is technically zone two that we're at right now. Zone and two, right. Where Walt is front and center and he's a part of the community mm-hmm. and the community, the community knows him. So that's, that's, yeah. we'll circle back on, on the content and the branding of that, Stephen, but yeah, we, we're we in zone two. Once we navigate out of zone two with Walt, what's the next step?
1: Um, well, basically, we just have to the three zones. So uh, backing up and correcting, mm-hmm. zone gotcha. one, in entrance, so that- zone two, ATM corner, and zone three it was the concierge interior bank se- section.
0: Gotcha. Okay, perfect. So that brings me back to Walt and the content side of this. So, Stephen, maybe you could speak to this side from yeah. the – the content management service or, or platform that you're using, What what's going on in this space? And how did you guys really implement that into all the different zones?
2: Well, from a CMS perspective, from an actual box, Roger, we're using... So we're using embed digital.
1: Okay. Awesome. And in however... I, we have to back up just for a second because you're getting, you're getting to a point that you like to geek out on, and that's the box, right? <laughs> so a, a little bit. I,
0: I like it all. I know you like it all. I know you like it
1: all. Before we go down that pathway of creative because Stephen will help us guide through all that, part of our responsibility after going out for bid was selecting uh, an AV integrator who could do a systems design. Okay. So at the end of the day, you you need boxes, infrastructure, wiring, pre-wiring before, uh, you know, the walls go up and the walls are coming down. So you had to have somebody to project manage all of that. And again, our company was hired to project manage absolutely everything. So we interfaced with a GC, which was Avid Construction. We then had uh, AVI SPL um, do the uh, systems integration, and they were the responsible installers for ordering the product, right? Once the budget, once the budget was set, but okay. new reach, our company, our team was completely hired to oversee and manage all of those relationships.
0: Perfect. And I okay. think
1: that's the big part of, you know, what was selected and why. So again, you know, we ended up using um, media players. We have bright sign players. We've got a content management system, which is a cloud-based um, you know, CMS. The, gotcha. the clients were trained on that. We're in addition to just this one headquarters, we're now managing twenty five of their other branches all on the same platform. Oh, so, so we've scaled. So that's another story. But right now, from from this perspective, I was my role in all of this was senior project manager just kind of keep the cats herded in the right well, Roger's an
2: orchestrator, right? Yes, He's yes. Cat, that was, I was cat, just about cats, to dogs, say that. The the dogs, the lions, the tigers. <laughs> Roger's the zookeeper, making mm-hmm. sure everyone's fed. Everyone knows where their seat is. Everyone knows where the bathroom <laughs> is. Everyone has their timelines.
0: I was just about to say that because even when we worked together previously, like Roger's the one, like, you do this, you do that. This needs to go here. You know, like you're coordinating all this and making it happen. And yeah, everybody's right. playing their own individual role, though. And you really know how to orchestrate from high level Roger. That's why I was like, Steven, we got to have Roger on too. Cause got to talk about uh, all this great, all this great. I, I only know one
2: portion of this. This is Roger's <laughs> brainchild. He brought me in and I was like, let's, let's roll. Let's do this. this so, and, and, and now turning
1: homage over to you, because I, I think the important thing of any business is knowing your lane, right? What you're good yes. at, what you're good at. And I know what I'm good at. And I let the others take it from here. So I can just, you know, see that magic happen. So from that perspective, Steven, you know, fill us, yeah. fill us in, or Alicia narrate, narrate, and have Stephen help us out on this portion.
0: Absolutely, because Stephen, this brings me to the next point. We've we've talked about wall and the content in each zone, but seriously, how important was the branding structure to the overall remodeling of the bank? Because without that, you know, the screens mean nothing, right? They would right, be blank, right. <laughs> or they wouldn't have valuable content. So, so you know, speak to the importance of it. The, the fascinating
2: thing is, as we were working through this, Wafed, as an entity, was going through a brand refresh. So they've been around for a 100 some odd years. And right. they got to the point where, and Roger had said this in the beginning, we wanted to create a digital uh, engagement campaign for the future. Because their brand strategy that they delivered to us was rooted in this idea of digital first 2025. Um, historically, they're a bank that you know is is. I don't want to say slow to move, but they have been. They know, were slow to move, Stephen. They were <laughs> slow to
1: move. We love, but you know you, what?
2: They we love you dearly, people. But you know, you, you know what it is. A
0: little bit,
1: right?
2: <laughs> but they have done an amazing job at keeping their. Um, keeping their clients happy, ensuring that they have customer loyalty. They have such deep customer loyalty in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can understand why as a brand, you don't want to disrupt that. But obviously as 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 the calendar years change, you, we need to be up with the time. So they had an initiative of a 2025 first, digital first movement. Um, we took that as a call to action. We took that as our... Um, uh, our armament in, in the sense of, well, let's, let's make this be the precipice to really move them forward. So I would say a third of the way through the project, this is post uh, specking, Um, you know, getting, you know, we really, I think we already knew the hardware we're going to use. We were delivered new, a new brand strategy, and new brand guidelines from Wafed. Um, it wasn't, um, in the branding world, sometimes if you go through a rebranding, you can have a revolutionary rebranding or an evolutionary rebranding. Um, I'm going to say that this was split in the hair right in the middle because they went from being Washington Federal Bank to just being WAFED. And really, changing their name to match their stock ticker. So this created, okay, well, you know, WAFED is what we're going with. We have the new brand tone. There was creative guidelines that were given to us, leveraging this beautiful Chevron and an updated color palette and an updated logo. Um, So without them telling us, we knew how important this content is going to be really as the, um, the launch pad of their new brand mm.
1: right Stephen, right. talk talk a little bit about how we got there because again these people have never done digital ever before mm. number one right they didn't know what they didn't know they didn't know how to set a budget they didn't know that once the hardware was in well hmm something has to go on those screens question mark so right. Stephen, how did we get them off the diamond into our court
2: on the content side? Do you remember? We came up, we came up with this idea that we dubbed micro moments internally. Um, so. End- endless canvas here right we have three zones 24 7 mm-hmm. like that's a lot of time that we need to fill and so instead of looking at this as a giant mountain and a herculean lift let's just take this and, and really break it down and compartmentalize it so each zone has a very unique feel um, each zone has its own uh, persona that we were going after right because This is classic content marketing and digital marketing, right? You have a persona, you're going to create content for that persona and get them to perform an action. Um, Well, in the digital signage world, I don't think a lot of digital signage companies are thinking like that. They don't think with intent, right? From a search marketing perspective, you always want to know what the intent is. If someone's going to go on Google and search something, well, we want to try to anticipate what they're going to search. In this case, how do we anticipate what their, what, what, what the customer, where they are in their headspace or where they are in their mindset. So we broke it down to four main micro moments. I want to buy, I want to do, I want to go, and I want to know, right? So you have these four moments. And from there, we were like, well, depending on where you are in the content zone, there are certain, and depending on how long your dwell time is, again, ATM corner, man, it's, it's, it's very light, it's fun, it's, um, it's really come inside, get your money, go around the corner, come inside, come see one, in and out.
0: yeah, right in yeah. and out,
2: right. The 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 vestibule or or the um the entryway was again a little bit. It, it was more awe inspiring. We were really wanted to to leverage 4K video and do really beautiful artistic moments. But it's when you get inside that you have a dwell time of sixty seconds, ninety seconds, one hundred and twenty seconds that you can really start to tell stories and that you can really start to quote unquote sell products and services. And we just didn't want to sell, Hey, open up a new card and, you know, get X, Y, and Z. So we wrapped it up into these micro moments, right? So for example, I want to buy, well, you might want to buy a house. You might want to buy a car. So what kind of stories can we put together around the ideas of I want to buy I want to do right. I want to perhaps put my kids through college or I want to refresh, you know, uh, remodel my house, right? These are things that people want to do. Of course, mm-hmm. it needs financial backing. So those are stories that we created. I want to go, right? Who wants, who doesn't want to go on vacation or I want to check off boxes on my bucket list or right. whatever it is, you know, people want to be able to afford these luxuries of of travel and having new experiences. And then we use the fourth micro moment of I want to know as a way to showcase the legacy and history of the bank, um, new services or partnerships that the bank has. So it was just a way to give mm. off news or give off current events, but in a way that was truly dynamic. Mm. You know, and again, we wanted to ensure that. And this is smart for all the digital uh, digital signage folks. After we're creating content, is we want to to ensure the content that we've created also had legs for distribution. It could be used on social, could be used on their greater digital out of home mm-hmm. campaign, could be used in print. Yeah. It could be used with all these other touch points. So it wasn't because they're digital. Yeah, and, yeah, and the digital
0: wasn't just in-house. The digital exactly. was yeah. beyond the yeah. project
1: itself. And, and, and let me just add something to what Stephen was saying. So again, from the project management side of things, maintaining budgets and expectations, um, mm-hmm. the client didn't know how much this stuff was going to cost. So we narrated and put together a pitch deck at no charge to the client, set up a 40 page. This is what we feel content could look like. Here's why here's the strategies. And we pitched it to them. Oh, and at the end of the day, here's a budget that goes along with that. Right. Right. And they came back to us and said, okay, we're a little confused. Well, we have an agency. Right. right. And, and, and so you were asking to be our agency. And I said, I said, we're asking to be your digital uh, network agency which is very different we created what we're called the hub model so these hub models had all these different touch points of a brand's ecosystem typically seo print advertising radio all these other components that their that their agency would typically handle and we segmented it in a circle which said here's this layer right which manages your built environments we are the filter for that built environment. So we called it this hub model and we pointed them in the middle of saying, you can send me brand guidelines or some other print piece, but if it doesn't match and articulate and call to action, the audience at the time in the space of which you're designing for, then it's no good. So let us help you filter right. that. Let us help you filter that. And so anyway, long story short, we did what Stephen was talking about. We put together a big pitch deck, presented a budget and they had to go back to the well to get it approved, but they approved it and, you know, ultimately hired us and, for boom, all the con- and-, and hired us for all the content. So,
0: Right, now, and, 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 and with what Roger was project. saying.
2: Oh, oh, sorry, Alicia. Go ahead. No,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. It's a um, it's a very high level project.
2: Yeah, and with what with what Roger was saying with the hub model, and what makes this unique, but it makes a textbook. Sometimes textbook is unique right? because we've swayed away, but if the SEO company is doing a keyword analysis on the brand itself, well, it would be advantageous for them to share that information with us in the built environment because- we can assume that the keywords that they're coming up with from a search perspective is the same keywords that our audience that's walking through the door would be attracted to. Right. right. So now we're really connecting the dots between physical and digital um, in a way that's leveraging data, right? We're leveraging analytics, we're leveraging all this, you know, all these um all, all, all these things. But to make the end result something that is just impactful and it gets the audience to perform an action, whatever action that might be. It might just be open the door and come inside. Hey, that's a successful metric for us because that's something that we determine, whatever that is. And so that's why I think it's just really important to maybe take a step back and, and really think about the content you're creating in the physical environment. And how could this be a value add for their digital, you know, for their agency or their SEO or social or whatever it is?
0: Or in in this case, additional branches, which we will have to come back to and talk about because that's a whole nother story within itself. Because you guys not only set up a successful uh, plan and implemented it in one space, but you created something that can be basically converted to multiple different segments of of this business and And that
2: was clutch going into it to make sure that we set up mm -hmm. this content strategy so that it was scalable Mm -hmm. so of course we're going to have local we have to have localism like we're we're talking we do in the I want to know moment we do a community spotlight and these might be little neighborhoods Queen Anne or um, West Seattle whatever these neighborhoods are but we set up these you know when we actually did the creative we set up these templates so that this could very easily be translatable to their El Paso, Texas location Mm -hmm. or their Albuquerque or their Walla Walla or wherever these other locations are. And we know by working backwards that through the CMS, we can program it there as long as we have the content and the assets. And so we built up a very, you know, I suppose, scalable framework that hopefully lives with them to reach this 2025 so, that they so here's a number
1: for yeah. you out of, out of all the work that we did at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we were hired and paid to do 86 different pieces of content. Mm. So we have in 80 varying lengths in various lengths and various focuses and formats. various formats and call to actions. But out of that 86, we were already looking two years ahead of it and taking say 30 of those files and scaling them out generically because it still spoke to the brand at all these other Great. branches.
0: That, that's amazing. But that's why I wanted to have this project and you guys on this show because it's very unique, right? It's not just um, screens and it's not just content and it's not necessarily happening from a traditional integrator. Right, like you guys you guys went in here very digital forward from the hardware to the content and spreading it across the business in different locations. That is flexibility, scalability, and leading with a digital mindset. It was very forward thinking.
1: Thank you. Add to that, you know, I'm always a big proponent that if we're gonna leave something living, it's gotta live for two years without me. How does the client maintain things? Mm-hmm. How do they feel good about it? How can they scale right. in the future? You know, so those are again, strategies that if you don't build them in day one, well, you're going to, you know, have issues later down the road.
0: And also that speaks to how proactive you are, right? Most of the times um, in our space, we're reactive, right? We're like, okay, something's wrong. We need to go and service it or this doesn't work. Okay. We need to troubleshoot it. Right. This project was extremely forward thinking because you went into it thinking two to three years out. (laughs) Like, what does this look like? outward. And
2: you make up a good point. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe I might stir some feathers over here, but how much (laughs) much of that are are organizations wanting to handcuff their clients so that they are the only resource. And so they have to be reliant on the the integrator or the agency. You know, it happens all the time in the web world, happens all the time in the SEO world. You make something complicated that no one understands so that they have to use you. Right. That's I'm gonna be kind of BS, right? Blue Ocean Strategy says that you no. Know, listen, we're all partners here. The more that we can give and set you up for success, the more you're gonna take us on the journey with you because uh-huh. we can do amazing things in the future.
0: So not only did you transform the space digitally, create content for them digitally in the space and outside of the space, but you set them up for success years out, whether you're involved or not. And that, that right. extremely valuable. And people, I hope you were listening to this because this is a very unique situation where we get technology and we get creative all in one space in one corporation with partners actually coming together and bridging that gap that me and you, Stephen, talk about so much between creativity and technology and creating a very high level experience. And it just so happens to be in a bank of all places. Like, (laughs) oh my God. It's gonna kind of blow my mind, all right, guys. Uh, see, see I'm kind of, see I'm getting all. I'm getting all. Uh,
2: I, I love it. it. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but- uh, you mentioned
2: the bank. I just want to come back to it. I think banks are very much seeing their their life flash before their eyes. Oh, you yeah. know, and if you don't adapt and, and you see it happening, I mean Capital One is trying it with their cafes. Yeah. And I know there's other regional banks trying to, you know, how do we do something different? And um we were talking in the beginning about the fact that w- wafet is um, not only committed to their clients and committed to doing something different, but they're really a good bank. They've mm-hmm. never sold off a loan. They've always been, you know, revered as like a top money or money.com, you know, best bank. Like they are really good and they are operating a little bit differently. So and,
1: um, and, and I want to just add to that, Stephen, because I think that you brought up something that um I don't always speak of, but these people um uh, at the executive level and who trusted us. Have become family and friends, I mean they right. they literally you know extended all trust and and in gratitudes towards us, and we delivered i mean i I couldn't have done it without the team, obviously you know but but everyone delivered, and I think it was just such a great partnership to give them and set those expectations way up ahead of time, right? This is what you're gonna expect, and here's how much you're gonna pay, and here's the timeline, and we did it all through covid we even went through awesome. COVID. yeah
0: right, yeah. And right, so, I mean, but,
1: I yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and talk about the pressures they had as a bank at that level. right. you know, so that that's was, what
0: happens. that's what happens when you're skilled. You're personable, you know how to manage, and you and you've done this before. You have a track record of se- of, of setting up successful projects, both you and Steven. Have we so, done like- have we
1: done things before, Stephen? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just but it, it's amazing. But this this brings me to my last question. And this is really from a from a high level, any vertical, um, for each of you. How vital is our digital environments in Creating very high level experiences. Because right now, you know, traditional market, you know, to changed their name to include experience. But I think in any vertical, everything is an experience, whether it's a conference room, it's a restaurant, a movie theater, it's all an experience. But how do we bring digital into that? And 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 how do we really create those high level experiences? Because that's what you guys did here in a bank. Yeah. So how can how- other implement? How, how can others implement?
1: that? I'm going to say just a couple of short words and Steven, you you have a bigger brain around this than I do, but, but I look at things from a very practical standpoint. And again, I mentioned COVID retail is being rethought digital plays Mm -hmm. a part in all of that. The experience has to be elevated. It has to be surprising. It has to be delightful. It has to be disruptive. Um, and, and if you can't think long term on those scalable levels, then just to put up something that has the digital attributes, not really doing its job, I guess. So I'll right. leave it at that. But Stephen.
2: You use a perfect segue, right? He sure did. What WAFED had that I think allowed this experience to really find the success that it's um, found and will continue to find is... Um, is they had a long-term plan, right? Like brand, the definition of brand strategy is a long-term plan to outmaneuver your competition through radical differentiation, (laughs) right? So if we're thinking about that, uh, they have that long-term plan. They came forward with 2025, we want to be digital first. Like that was, again, that was our call to action. So in order for these experiences, I think to hit the mark, because you could do it, there's so much cool stuff out there. There are shiny, bright new objects everywhere, Um, but they're not going to hit home unless they have a strategy that's, that's driving it and, and you know, the reason why you're doing it, you know, you under, you're not not just being creative for creative sake. So, you know, in, in my world, the best experiences are the ones that start strategy. The one that starts with who are we, why are we doing this? Why does it matter? How are we measuring this? Um, and then when we can answer those questions and we can understand, again, our audience and, and what they want and, and how this helps to help them achieve whatever goal they're looking for, then we can create the perfect experience um, that's going to resonate. The perfect experience doesn't mean it has to be $100 million and include right. a thousand different you know, screens. Like th- th- Having a perfect experience could be so simple, but if it's perfect for the audience, then it's perfect. So, I right. think that we're going to use technology and we're going to use digital, you know, how Roger and I think is, you know, a lot of times in the beginning, or at least myself. I, if I might be looking, if I'm putting together a brand strategy, I'm looking at like a touch point analysis. Let's look at all the touch points and which touch points matter the most. In this right. case, it was Wafed's HQ, but in another case, it might be um, their digital out of home, or it might be um, an AR app that they need to do for whatever reason, or some kind of emerging tech. But again, it's all going to come from what we determine from the strategy, as opposed to saying let's just do something really creative and and hopefully it lands. Mm-hmm. Got to be more predictive because it's, we're talking uh-huh. about too much money here. You could waste too much money way right too quick. And then everyone disappointed.
0: And oh my gosh, Steven, me and you are always aligned. We cannot talk. F- Sometimes we'll go, you know, a couple of weeks without talking and we are so aligned. <laughs> do you know how many conversations I've had about strategy this week, like from on, on a personal level, just even outside of business, like strategy is so important to everything that we do. And I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because moving forward, we have to strategize better. You know, yeah. okay. it, uh, that, it, that's- it, it
1: is the baseline of how we actually do briefs and projects right now. So Steve and I won't, theoretically, you know, uh, throw out ideas or anything like that until we kind of baseline everything internally with some type of strategy, some type of vision, and then we'll kind of gain more information from a discovery aspect with a client. And then all that gets layered in before we even come out of the gate. You know, there's just so much and, and I'm fortunate to um, actually know what he's thinking, Stephen. I, I already know how to finish <laughs> your sentences, so you know we have that for us. So
0: <laughs> that, that's why you guys are killing the game right now. Though. That's 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 why I wanted to talk about this project. That's why I wanted to ask you how you guys go about things, your process, and and really how this all came together. So yeah. thanks, guys, for ha- for hanging out with me. Before we go though, um, Roger and Stephen, where can the people find you? Let's start with Roger. Roger, where can people find you online and connect yeah, with you?
1: you um newreach.co you know that's that's our website yeah. um uh linkedin roger starkweather newreach.co um linkedin is
0: popping
1: there it is there it is so those things are happening uh we just had a brand refresh all the work that we just did on this bank is on the website we have got great testimonials from the client on the website so lots of fun stuff
0: perfect steven where can the people find you my man
2: Yeah. um, So my brand strategy firm is latinandcode.com. And then I am on Twitter with uh, at Picanza or LinkedIn um, under Stephen B. I'm the only Picanza really out there. I have a couple cousins with that name. But really, if you Google it, eh, I'm going to come up and I hope it's all good. There shouldn't be anything bad on there.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when I first met you. I was like, "Man, that's a very interesting last name." I'm never gonna forget this guy. It's like you know, like it's not like you're gonna meet anybody else with that name. But yes. yeah, and
2: that's why I usually lead with it. Just call me Picanza. And if I can grab that like URL or that like handle, like I own, yeah. I try, I try to get Picanza for everything. It's like Monopoly, whether I use it or not. But um, <laughs> no. yeah, you could hit you could hit me up there. I'm active. Sweet.
0: Sweet. Well, thanks, guys. This was really fun. Um, I had a blast. Love you- Let me know what else y'all are working on because you got to come back. We have to come come
1: back. It's always a pleasure. Keep this up. (laughs) Keep this (laughs) up. Oh,
2: absolutely. Thanks thanks for having us at the Crash Pad.
0: Oh, anytime, my friends. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, everyone. Ciao.
0: All right, all right. Thanks for listening, folks. If you're excited to be a part of My Techie Tribe, make sure you download, subscribe, and review this podcast. And remember to stay creative and keep it techie.
1: Peace.